Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day where we celebrate the vibrant life of the church that is given to us through our friendships, through the relationships that we share with our families, and through the relationships that we share with one another as siblings in Christ. Typically, we read the passage that Marilyn talked about at our welcome today, the passage that tells us about the Holy Spirit as it fell upon the lives and the tongues and the hearts of the people. But because this is a special day in the life of our church, it is the day where we are giving thanks for the ministry of Jan. It is the day where we welcome our contemporary service, having people in person for worship. It is a day that we mark another year in the life of the Church of Christ. We're just going to approach it a little differently by looking at Galatians 6, verses 9 through 10. I invite you to join me as we listen for the word of the Lord in our lives today. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me as we pray. Holy God, it is your fire that we pray for to ignite our hearts today. A fire that enlivens us, that burns away the hesitancy, the doubt, the fears, and leaves in its place a refined gold that gleams and shines, reflecting your light into the world. Speak to our hearts today. Help us to embrace your truth and enliven your church as you did that first day to share good news with one another and with the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do not grow weary. Do not give up. These are the things that we say in the precise moment that we fear that we have come to the end of our ability. I used to be a long-distance runner, and I can tell you it would feel really out of place to tell a runner to not give up at the start of a race when she is energized and motivated and moving with all of the energy she has. It only makes sense to tell her not to give up Somewhere toward the middle or the end, when she is red in the face, sweating and disheveled, muscles burning, gasping to keep her breath, that's when we say, do not grow weary, do not give up. Because we know that even though she is faltering, the finish line is not far ahead, even if she cannot see it. And that's a similar context for Paul writing these words to the Galatians in our scripture passage for today. Because Paul saw the new church faltering, sweating, red in the face, breathing hard with muscles aching, slowing down because the finish line was not yet in their sights. 
And so Paul encourages them in our scripture passage for today, saying, stick together, but keep focused on running your own race. Do not grow weary. Do not give up. The finish line is not far ahead. A couple of summers ago, my grandmother-in-law passed away at the age of 100 years old. Her name was Mildred. Her husband, Ray, had died suddenly 15 years prior. No one had ever imagined that Mildred would outlive Ray. But Mildred was not the kind of woman who knew what it meant to give up. In 1947, Mildred and Ray went to China and studied Chinese full-time for two years in preparation of serving as missionaries there. But then Chiang Kai-shek came into power and established the communist regime, and Mildred and Ray fled to Japan, pushing a wheelbarrow full of quickly devaluing cash so that they could pay for their boat out at one point hiding under a bridge while the communists marched in and forced those who were foreigners to leave. Once in Japan, they started over again, studying Japanese for two years before serving as missionaries for what would be 40 years on the day that they retired. While in Japan, Mildred gave birth to her four children, the oldest of which is my father-in-law. Mildred once told me a story about the time when she needed to travel home from Japan to England alone with her four children under the age of 10. Mildred did not have the financial resources to make that trip home, but that didn't stop her from boarding the train that would take her and her children to England through Soviet Europe. She boarded that train trusting that God would provide. And God did provide through the help of strangers, through the careless attention of conductors, and through the miraculous glimpses of God's inexplicable presence in the times where she needed it most. Mildred made it safely to England with all of her children by her side because she refused to let her faith grow weary. Mildred refused to give up. When my husband Andy took our children to Mildred's funeral in the summer of 2019, he decided to take them to visit his last living grandparent, his grandmother on his mother's side, named Grace. Grace is the same age as the queen. She's going to be 95 years old this year. And while staying at Grace's house, she showed our children some of the items from her lifetime, sifting gently through relics of a past that had given her four children of her own and had recently taken away her husband. Grace handed our children a small, yellowed booklet It was a ration book following World War II, dated 1948. Though the war had ended three years earlier in 1945, which ended the vast majority of rationing in the United States, rations in England had continued on for nine more years following the end of the war, rationing finally ending 
1954. It's striking for me to imagine what Grace must have felt like for those nine years after the war. A war that England had entered in 1939 that had brought incredible loss of life and destruction to her country that they had persisted through by sheer grit and by daily fervent prayer. And then the day came when the war did end, where the fighting was done, when things could finally go back to normal. And yet, normal did not come. The war was done, but the consequences of the war were still a part of their lives. In 1951, six years after the war had ended, Grace brought home her firstborn child from the hospital, my mother-in-law, and would go on for three more years to feed her growing family, now born in a completely new decade, with rations that were allowed to her from her ration book. Grace knew what it meant to not grow weary. She had no understanding of what it meant to give up. I think a lot about Mildred and Grace, particularly as we begin to emerge from this pandemic. Like Grace during World War II, we have prayed and prayed for this pandemic to end. Like Grace, following the victory of the Allied forces, the success of these vaccines has us eager and expectant that our world is going to soon return to normal. And like Grace, who, after surviving the war, cradled her eldest daughter in one hand and held the ration book in the other, we as a society and we as a church are going to be faced with the aftermath of this pandemic for longer than we are prepared for. Which means that, like Mildred, we are called to board the train home with a faith that refuses to become weary. Like Mildred and like Grace, we are called to not give up. We are called to persist well past the point that people believe we are going to be able to go, to persist well past the point that we believe ourselves able to go. I love the way that Eugene Peterson phrases this scripture passage in the message, starting just a few verses ahead of where we started our reading for today. In verse 1, Peterson phrases it this way, saying, Live creatively, friends. Stop, stoop down and reach out to those who are being crushed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. Make careful exploration of who you are and of the work that you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued of doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, every time we get the chance, Let's work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. For the last three years, 
Jan Cook has quite literally been one of the closest people to me in this community of faith. I can send her an email and then hear it ping on her computer through the wall that our offices share. And each morning she sets the temperature for my work day, often a little bit warmer than I'd set for myself. And so I have seen how Jan does ministry. I have had an adjacent seat to her commitment to living her life creatively. I have watched her make careful exploration of who she is, even when it has been painful. And I have seen her work for the benefit of all, both within this congregation and in the life of this presbytery. Though we are recognizing today Jan's faithfulness in 43 years of ministry, it would be a mistake to believe that somehow Jan's retirement is the same as her quitting. Jan is not quitting her ministry any more than the runner who has already crossed the finish line has then quit the race. Though Jan has, finished, has faced good reasons for her to grow weary throughout her ministry, she, like Mildred, like Grace, did not give up. And it's an honor to witness her today standing at the finish line of this particular race. Because just as a runner stands at the finish line, still a runner capable of running many more races. So Jan stands at this finish line, still a Christian, deemed a minister by scripture, capable and expectant of the many more ways that she will serve others through her ongoing gifts and skills in ministry. Friends, this Pentecost Sunday, this day where we celebrate the birth of the church into the world. Paul's words speak to us just as they spoke to that early church in Galatia. We at San Marino Community Church are also called to not grow weary and to not give up. In our own country, we are witnessing the victory of the war against this pandemic. Our lives are slowly returning to normal but new ration books may still be placed into our hands. Like the runner who longs to see the finish line, like Mildred who knows that she must get home, like Jan who stands victorious today on the finish line of this season in her life, we too must not let our faith grow weary. We, we too must not give up. There is no ration on our hope. So if you are feeling red in the face, if your muscles burn and you are struggling to catch your breath, if you are afraid because you cannot see the finish line and you long just for a moment to sit down and take a rest, well then, my friends, let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. Right now, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in our community. Amen.